Welcome to this presentation on St. Vincent Pallotti and the Union of Catholic Apostolate. I'm Father Frank Donio, the director of the Catholic Apostolate Center. Thank you for joining me. So let's talk about St. Vincent Pallotti and the Union of Catholic Apostolate. St. Vincent Pallotti, as we can see here, was a Roman diocesan priest, and he lived in the first half of the 19th century in Rome in, from 1795 to 1850. That was the period of time that he lived. And as we see here, he's showing the Blessed Mother. And what he's trying to point to is that she is Mother of Divine Love and that her son is inviting us into a relationship with himself. And she's pointing to him. And he is always pointing, Pilate, to this relationship, this encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Pope Francis, when he was in Philadelphia in September of 2015, spoke about a way in which we could be as the faithful. One of the greatest challenges, he said, facing the church in this generation is to foster in all the faithful a sense of personal responsibility for the church's mission and to enable them to fulfill that responsibility as missionary disciples, as a leaven of the gospel in our world. And that was in 2015. Pilate was talking about this back in the 1830s in Rome, and I'll be telling you more about that in a few moments. St. Vincent Pilate was an apostle, someone who was very much out in the streets with people, but he was also a mystic, a person who had a mystical encounter with God, who is infinite love. And he lived that out in his love of neighbor. But because he was in Rome, and spent his entire ministry, born in Rome, spent his entire ministry in Rome, and died in Rome. He had the opportunity to draw from a variety of spiritual traditions within Catholicism, but he arrived at something new. Here's his Rome, what was considered the historic center, and so much of his ministry is spent in this area of Rome. We see where he was born and where he lived are very close to one another. Right about where number three is, that's where his house was, where he was born. Where number one is on that map is where he died. And so much of his ministry was in this portion of Rome. We have to understand what Rome was like at this time. Pope Pius VI, was run out of Rome in 1795 when Pilate, in 1799 when Pilate was four years old. He died in exile. And then Pope Pius VII was taken by Napoleon in 1809. And in 1815 is only when he returned. Pilate was ordained a priest in 1818. So pretty much for the first 20 years of his life, there was this turmoil of revolution as a result of the French Revolution in 1789 in Rome, in France, and that it affected Rome. And so Pilate had this 
difficult situation on his hands. He saw people who were baptized throw off their faith as if they were wearing a coat, taking it, throwing it aside, and not really living their faith day to day anymore. In fact, becoming antagonistic against the church, trying to overthrow the church, and certainly trying to push aside any belief in Jesus Christ. Pilate wanted to revive their faith and help all to rekindle charity because he saw the many poor, the struggling, the suffering, those who are sick, those who are in need, and he wanted to draw them into greater unity with one another and with Christ. As I said, here's the uh, picture uh, or a drawing of the house in which he was born at Via del Pellegrino, 130. And it was here that he grew up with his parents who were very devout. His father was a merchant. And he had certainly opportunity, many different opportunities. But from an early age, showed a desire to be a priest. In 1818, he was ordained a priest for the Diocese of Rome. And he would always look at ways in which he could move away from himself and move toward God. Not the intellect, but God. Not the will, but God. God in all things forevermore. He wanted to seek God in everyday life. Seek God and you will find God. Seek God in all things and you will find God in all things. Seek God everywhere and you will find God everywhere. And he lived out his priesthood in this way. As an educator working with seminarians. As a person who would literally be in the streets preaching. Listening to confessions hours into the night. Caring for the poor. Working together with others who eventually also became saints and blesseds. Who were in the city of Rome. Serving the needs of people where they were and then drawing other people together to help in, these, in this way. Because Pilate saw that all are in the image and likeness of God. We're all created in the image and likeness of God as the book of Genesis tells us. But that we cannot allow another image and likeness of God to suffer. That that image and likeness of God, if they're suffering, we need to do something about that. And Pilate did everything he could to do something about that. After Mass on January 9th, 1835, he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Inspired to do what? To form what he called a pious institution of a universal apostolate among all Catholics in order to propagate the faith and religion of Jesus Christ among all another hidden apostolate, to revive, maintain, and increase the faith among Catholics, and an institution of universal charity for the practice of all the spiritual and corporal works of mercy, so that as far as possible, you, infinite God, may be recognized in all as infinite love. So this threefold aspect was very important to Pilate to go out to the world 
the church was moving out into mission countries in various parts of the world, particularly in his time moving out into Africa and in Asia, and also the needs of Catholics in the Middle East. And so he saw this need also in his own home area of Rome, in Italy, in Europe, to revive and maintain and increase the faith among Catholics, but then also this need to come together and care in charity. So reviving faith, rekindling charity, and he understood how that all had to do this. He called it Catholic apostolate. Laity, religious, and clergy were all involved, all together. But how were they? They were together similar to the apostles and disciples in the upper room, the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, and that community that would continue to come together and would go forth even after Pentecost, but would continue to come together, would work together with one another, that each of them had charisms that were given by the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Holy Spirit, that then they took and went forth in mission, but they came together once again always in the community of faith and that together they would go forward. They would do what he called holy cooperation or collaborate with one another so as to be able to serve and to go forth and to let people know about Jesus Christ who saves, which continues to be the mission of the church. We are continually being a part of that mission. And Pilate saw that all were called to that mission including and especially the laity. And this was long before the Second Vatican Council solemnly confirmed Pilate's prophetic vision, as Pope St. John Paul II would say, in its decree on the Apostle of Laity and also in the dogmatic constitution, Lumen Gentium, that we share, all of us, as baptized in Christ's mission, priest, prophet and king. But as I said, he was also a mystic. He encountered God, who is infinite love, and he looked toward the infinite glory of God. Everything he did was for the infinite glory of God. My God, my Jesus, I intend to have loved you and to love you with all the love that was, is, and will be, that could be, and should have been in time and eternity and with all your infinite love. This is the, these are the words of a mystic, somebody who has had this encounter with Christ in a deep and profound way. Pilate drew together this group, this union of Catholic apostolate. And out of that came a community of priests and brothers, communities of sisters. He, when he died, though, in 1850 on January 22nd, he only had 12 priests and brothers, a handful of sisters, some lay people, and not that many. It wasn't a huge movement. A hundred years later, he was beatified by Pope Pius XII, and then canonized on January 20th, just after the first session of the Second Vatican Council had closed in December of 1962, on January 20th, 1963, Pope St. John XXIII canonized Pilate 
enrolled him in the canon of saints. But why? Because of this personal holiness, but also his insight, his inspiration, his understanding that all are called to be apostles. In 2003, Pope Saint John Paul II truly confirmed this understanding by erecting as an international public association of the faithful the Union of Catholic Apostolate. What had happened in the interim is that there was a, a small group who began a community life. And in 1846, there was a first rule for priests and brothers. In 1850, as I said, there were 12 priests and brothers when Pilate died. Today, there are over 2,300 Palatine fathers and brothers in over 53 countries. He also started work for Orph Orphan Girls, the charity home of St. Agatha in Rome. And over time, two main congregations, the Congregation of Sisters of the Catholic Apostolate and the Congregation of Missionary Sisters of the Catholic Apostolate came to be formed over time, along with several smaller co uh, congregations. The focus after 1854 was primarily about the missions the needs, and that was the need of the church at the time, this larger vision of Pilate about lay people, clergy, and religious, all collaborating with one another in the Catholic apostolate was somewhat lost. The name of Catholic apostolate was restored in 1947. And as I said, Pilate was beatified in 1950, canonized in 1963. After the Second Vatican Council, when all religious communities were called to go back and look at their charism, once again there was a reflection among the whole of the Palatine family, priests, brothers, and sisters, as well as those lay communities that were found themselves coming out of the, the charism of St. Vincent Pallotti. And in that reflection, they came to understand and petition the church to truly bring forth Pilate's full vision of everyone together, even though there's a separate identity, separate congregations, separate groups, they're all one within this international public association of the faithful called the Union of Catholic Apostolate. And in 2003, this came about. This is a way of being church, the, which is the mission of the Union. And in its general statutes, it talks about the union of Catholic apostolate, a gift of the Holy Spirit, is a communion of the faithful. All of the faithful gather together who are united with God and with one another in accordance with the charism of St. Vincent Pallotti. To do what? To promote the co-responsibility of all the baptized, to revive faith and rekindle charity in the church, and in the world, and to bring all to unity in Christ. Christ is always at the center, but we do this together. We're reviving faith, rekindling charity, not just simply in the church, but in the world. Pope Francis, in October of 2016, when speaking to the Palatine family said, the union of Catholic apostolate which is the bearer of the charism of St. Vincent Pallotti, 
offers so many spaces and opens new horizons for participating in the mission of the church. As we conclude this short time together talking about St. Vincent Pallotti and the Union of Catholic Apostolate, the Union of Catholic Apostolate draws all into and invites all to collaborate so as to revive faith, rekindle charity, and help all to be united in Christ. In Christ who is Apostle of the Eternal Father because we too are all apostles. We who are baptized and confirmed are called to be apostles, to go out, out into the world. The Catholic Apostolate Center is a way in which you can learn more about reviving faith, rekindling charity, and forming apostles. Learn more at catholicapostolatecenter.org. May the charity of Christ urge us on.